I want to tell you about bat bombs. Um, yes, bat bombs. This is this is a real actual thing. This is not a tongue-in-cheek Adam West era Batman contraption. This was a serious military project undertaken by, who else, the United States of America. I was alerted to the existence of the bat bomb project by listeners Kyle Kovacs and Mr. Dracop, both, both of whom wrote in to, to let me know about this ridiculous piece of history. So thanks very much, boys. Anyway, to begin our, uh, to begin our story here, I'd like to introduce you to a bloke named Lytle S. Adams, who was not a military engineer, not a weapons specialist, you'll be surprised to learn, uh, given that he came up with the ingenious idea of the bat bomb. You would have thought that he'd have a background in, weapon, uh, background in weapons technology, but no, he was a dentist who happened to be mates with Eleanor Roosevelt, the first lady in the United States during the Second World War. And this gave him a way to pitch one of the most absurd ideas in the history of warfare to the United States president. One time in the 40s, Adam took a trip out to Carlsbad Caverns National Park in New Mexico. Beautiful looking place, well, the pictures, some of the photos are so absolutely incredible. But apparently the Carlsbad Caverns are home to bats, lots and lots and lots of bats, uh, which Adams obviously witnessed on his visit. And in early 1942, shortly after the attack on Pearl Harbor that finally drew the US into the Second World War, better late than never, Adams started thinking about those bats that he had seen in New Mexico. He's thinking about stuff like how, you know, the bats return to their roosts just before dawn to sleep through the day, right? And those bats, I mean, they, they look pretty strong. Surely they could carry stuff with them as they flew. And then he thought about how most buildings in Tokyo were built of wood, not metal or concrete or whatever else. And I mean, you can see where this is going. I, I can tell that you're starting to join the dots here. Anyway, as I say, 1942, right, a letter arrives at the White House from Eleanor's mate Adams um, with one of the most ridiculous proposals you're ever going to come across. Uh, but because of his acquaintance with Eleanor, Adams was able to get this ridiculous proposal in front of the President of the United States, Franklin Roosevelt himself, and believe it or not, Roosevelt thought this idea was worth properly investigating. Adam's idea was, as I'm sure you've already figured out, it was to take advantage of the fact that Tokyo's buildings were mostly made of wood, as I say, by releasing a bunch of bats into the city, all with incendiary devices strapped to them. Bat bombs, mate. Actual, factual bat bombs. The bats would have little firebombs attached to them with timers set for after dawn uh, when the bats would find somewhere to roost, maybe under, you know, a very flammable wooden roof or something like that. So the bats would find somewhere to snooze, the firebombs would go off, and bam, Tokyo burns to the ground just like that. It sounds a little bit unhinged, and um, that's because it is a little bit unhinged. But I'm trying, at least, to describe this idea to you in a way that makes at least a little bit of sense. I'm trying to try to remain a little hinged while talking to you about this idea, which is not something that Adams did in this letter that he sent to the Roosevelt. Have a listen to this. This bloke was he was a lunatic, right? In the letter he wrote, he talked about how the bat is the quote lowest form of animal life. He wrote further that the reasons for its creation have remained unexplained 
before then explaining himself that bats had, after all, been made by God to await this hour to play their part in the scheme of free human existence and to frustrate any attempt of those who dare desecrate our way of life. Now, I have seen some truly stunning examples of American exceptionalism in my time doing this podcast, let me tell you, but I have never come across an American claiming that an entire species of animal was divinely created just to help them win a war. And what's even more ridiculous about this whole situation is Roosevelt's response. Because here it is again, a direct quote. He says, This man is not a nut. It sounds like a perfectly wild idea, but is worth looking into. I mean, sure, it's war, right? You take whatever chances you can. So I suppose Roosevelt is right in at least entertaining the idea of looking into bat bombs. But Adam's not being a nut? All right, Roosevelt, mate. I'm not sure if I'm coming along for that part of the ride. Sorry. Anyway... Roosevelt went ahead and gave the scheme to create this horde of incendiary bats official presidential approval. And so work began on the bat bombs, codenamed Project X-Ray. Project X-Ray was under the direction of the U.S. Army Air Force. The predecessor of the U.S. Air Force didn't exist in its own right at this point. And Adams was appointed as one of the people in charge of the project. Uh, Now, he put together... (laughs) He put together a team, right, of, uh, of of people that he wanted to work with in in following up this this project X-ray building his bat bomb. So he's a dentist, right? We got a dentist in charge of an official U.S. military project. No worries, just how he drew it up. But the other people he recruited to work with him, right? We had some bat experts, as you would expect, in addition to a famous Western actor, a hotel manager, and a gangster. No idea what's going on with this team, but I have to say, I do have to say. Adams and his rogues gallery actually did a decent job of getting things off the ground, both literally and figuratively. They settle on the Mexican free-tailed bat as the type of bat that they're going to use, one of the fastest and highest flying bats in the world. These bats are very small, huge numbers of them across both North and South America, and they're quite happy to roost in buildings in great numbers. So Adams and his team harvest thousands and thousands of these poor little buggers from national parks. I thought the whole point of a national park was to prevent stuff like this from happening, but that's where they get them. And they experimented with attaching tubes of extremely flammable white phosphorus to these bats until a fella named Louis Fieser, who was one of the blokes who developed napalm, was also looped into Project X-Ray and the Bat Squad. And of course, napalm, one of the most effective incendiary weapons ever invented, was then settled upon as the substance to be strapped to these poor bats. And it was determined that each bat could carry around 15 grams or even as much as 18 grams of napalm. Not bad when the bat themselves only weighed 14 or 15 grams, so they're carrying their body weight in in napalm. And these poor little bugs, honestly, they were forced into hibernation mode, usually just by putting them in ice cube trays and sticking them in a fridge, if you'll believe it. Um, And then once they were hibernating, they were loaded into tubes. These were the actual bombs that would be dropped out of the planes, tubes in which around a 1,000 napalmed-up bats could be loaded. The high-altitude bombing planes would fly over the target city, drop the tubes with the bats, which would fall to about a kilometre above the city, and then open up, disperse the bats. And these poor bloody bats, think about it from their perspective. They've been put in the fridge, right, tricked into hibernating. Then they wake up with napalm glued to them, not knowing that they're going to be burnt to a crisp once they finally find somewhere to rest for the day. Very stressful, very, very stressful situation for these poor bats. But that was the plan that was drawn, not to 
not to stress out the bats, that wasn't necessarily part of the plan. It was just a, the sort of collateral damage there. No, but the plan was to drop these bats on a city like Tokyo, have them roost, and then, you know, go up in flames along with the city. Holy flaming city, Batman. That's the end of Tokyo. Anyway, with all the theory worked out, it was time for some tests. And I'll tell you this. One of the first tests that was carried out with these incendiary bats was uh, a very effective indeed, perhaps a little too effective, truth be told. Uh, some bats were accidentally released at a US airbase. They went off and roosted under a fuel tank, of all things, and burnt down the entire base when the napalm went off. So the idea did obviously have a fair bit of destructive potential, although I don't know if Roosevelt envisaged burning down his own air bases when he signed off. And in any case, in 1943, Project X-Ray was handed off from the US Army Air Force to the US Navy and then later to the Marines. And the Marines built a mock Japanese village out in Southern California, which they used to test these bat bombs. And let me tell you, the bats did a very good job of burning this village down. It was noted that the the bats were so small that it, it was almost impossible to spot them. So even if you even if you know they're about to go up in flames, you'd actually have a hard time finding them to get rid of them before they uh, they combusted. In fact, the National Defense Research Committee was so impressed with uh, Project X-Ray and its bat bombs, it considered these bombs these bat bombs to be far superior to conventional incendiary bombs at the time. So if that's the case. Why did we never see bat bombs put into action? Why didn't we see Tokyo go up in flames as millions of Mexican free-tailed bats descended upon the city, reducing it to ashes and smoke? Well, of course, something else came along that blew the bats out of the water, out of, blew the bats out of the air, if you like. And in 1944, Project X-Ray, despite actually showing a huge amount of promise for such a wild idea was ultimately shelved. Why? What could possibly have more destructive potential than thousands of tiny bats with a pinch of napalm glued to them? Well, as you may have already guessed, Project X-Ray was eclipsed, of course, by a different top-secret US military project, the results of which would change human civilization forever. Bat bombs never shaped the course of human history, but atomic bombs certainly did. And in 1944, it became clear that the Manhattan Project, not Project X-Ray, would be the decisive aspect of the US war effort. And indeed it was, as the nuclear bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki forced Japan's surrender and brought about the end of the Second World War. Millions of dollars were spent on Project X-Ray and countless thousands of Mexican free-tailed bats went up in flames only for bat bombs to be put on the back burner and never put into actual use. And if it sounds like a ridiculous idea, it's because it was a ridiculous idea, but Adam's proposal to use bat bombs really was, it, it seems, so crazy it just might have worked. And look, full credit to him, Adams did not give up. After the bat bombs were benched, Adams' next idea was to bomb US prairies with seed packets. This guy just really liked bombs, it seems, especially when they weren't filled with, you know, explosives. <laughs> 